Hello and welcome to the Rocket Buzz. My name is Matthew Jordan and I'm a contributor here at Next Horizon Space Flight and we are here with the Rocket Buzz. I'm here with Matt Cutshaw. So what's going on, guys? We're all tired. It's been a long day. It has been a long day for some of our photographers. They just got back from the port, guys, and we'll talk about that in a, just a few minutes. Uh, we got Stephen Kegel. Hey, hey, I'm not tired. He's not tired because he is like, yeah, that port nonsense. I don't want to be part of that. Or, <laughs> or you know, he also only lives like 10 minutes from the port, so that's kind of nice. And then we got Mr. Kyle Montgomery. What's sleep? <laughs> And then we have Mr. Derek Wise, the producer. Hello, hello. Excellent. Let's jump into this week's news. On Monday, we had, let's see, the Phantom Space Twitter controversy. And let's uh, see what was said there. You got that up? This was a bit of an interesting one. So Phantom Space has uh, been tweeting out a lot of renders. But one particular render that they used uh, had the backdrop image from one of the NASA archive photos. And they were called out because they had, uh, of course, they'd rendered their rocket into it. And then they rendered their logo onto the wall in the background. Now, they responded saying that this is from a contractor that they didn't. Uh, They weren't exactly aware, and that's not the public image they want to portray, but they were also aware that they were renderings. Um, And so there's been a lot of digging in onto their website, actually, because people are trying to look for original, anything original that they have made. And it's been, a lot of their photos are archive photos that have been, brought up or its renders and so the initial tweet was actually uh in reference to saying they're uh, excited to get their factory going and so to have that along with a rendering rather than an actual photo spiked uh, a little bit of controversy there and then the ceo began blocking people who were calling them out and uh, that's never a good look for a relatively new company, especially when the CEO has previously been involved with projects that space related projects that have not yet seen success. Yes. And, and you, it seems to be something you see a lot of in um, high liquidity industries like aerospace, where there are a lot of startups. There are a ton of startup rocket companies right now. There are more rocket startup companies and just aerospace in general, starting startup companies right now than I've ever seen and and they just continue to come up about because there is so much money to be made even if they never make a product they can still come out making money in the end so there are a lot of people who have been ceos of many of these companies and they jump from place to place you do see that from time to time uh and it, it looks like once again we're kind of seeing that now i will say uh when it comes to uh, using a rendered image yeah you're you're putting out a rendered image based on like your data they really should have used new imagery i understand not using new imagery and if it's coming from a contractor who's actually developing the 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 render then they're 
understanding is that it is is fresh and not you know from nasa so i think they'll be reviewing who they use as contractors in the future and something else interesting i do not have the the tweet up right now because it was of course taken down is that they were referencing being cash flow positive which was sparked a lot of interest because they haven't really they haven't produced anything tangible that we have seen and so for a company this early to be uh, cash flow positive. Cash flow positive. I mean, surprising. Uh, a little sus. Money laundering. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what it's sounding like. I mean, I don't want to say that about anyone because you know they they might be coming out with a real product and they and this is going to be their product and this yeah, is what theoretically they could have a lot of pre orders, but they could have a lot of pre orders. Is that a good? But is the odds of that good? You know, I don't think so. I don't believe they would have already signed a launch services contract with any company, but uh, stranger things have happened. I mean, the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we look through their Twitter, they've got lots of renderings of their Daytona launch vehicle. And so, I mean, I would love to see more people involved in space. That would be great. But um, I'm not holding my breath, but... Uh, I want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sleek and stylish as anything. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it, generic it, electron. <laughs> it's generic electron, yeah. I mean, yeah. rockets can only have so much creativity to their design. It's a little restricted by physics. <laughs> yeah, restricted by physics is, is, is certainly something. And, and I've seen a lot of stuff this week about uh, space planes are, are the, the next big thing. So uh, let's see. What was next on our schedule here for the week? Now, we, it was an interesting day on Monday because we got the very first hints of something tangible for the starship oil rig comparison so jack bear was exploring the port of brownsville as he says and he found oil rigs with a name placard which he found rather interesting and so there is a lot of digging that has happened so uh here's some before and after pictures of the new name for the rig. And so the, the rig was previously ENSCO or ENSCO 8500. Mm-hmm. And they were taking a look. And this is interesting because SpaceX was, of course, talking about the use of oil rigs for Starship. And so there was a lot of controversy. People debating back and forth whether or not they thought this was SpaceX related. And then eventually we The rumor got... mill was buzzing. Oh, yeah. Out. Isn't it, it was... always, though? And, and so, I mean, if we, we go to the replies, uh, lots of exciting finds. Um, but then it was found that a uh, shell company actually purchased them, I believe it was in August... Mm-hmm. of last year and it was also through so much digging that was happening on the twitter space uh found that i believe it was like someone higher up in that shell company in that llc uh works at spacex and then mm-hmm. eventually elon liked some of the tweets referencing it and so that 
as good as confirms that this was SpaceX. So there are actually two oil rigs. I it's Deimos and I I forget Phobos. the name of the other one. Phobos. Phobos and Deimos are the names Deimos. of the moons of Mars. Yes. So it really does make sense that that twin uh oil rigs that are going to be used to both launch and land rockets are going to be uh uh named that and hopefully rockets to mars are going to launch from these so uh there had been rumor ever since uh, a few months ago uh, that something like this was going to be taking place but uh uh, just understanding the physics of the uh, of the launch equation, um, any extra delta V you can get is good, and you get extra delta V for free if you launch right on the equator or as close as possible to the equator. Uh, this is why Ariane Space has their their launch complex in Kourou in French French Guiana because it is the closest uh, launch facility in the world to the equator at like what four degrees away uh, to the north I believe. Um, so th uh, they're going to move these out into the middle of the Atlantic right on the equator. They get a little extra delta V from that and that's uh, that's free energy that they don't have to use fuel. Now what are they going to launch? They're not going to launch Starship people one day on that. The logistics. Uh, they I'm absolutely could launch just, Starship they, people one day from there. I'm pretty sure there's uh, been discussion on this and about how they're going to shuttle them out in boats and whatever. Because mm -hmm. uh, no, the they rate, would use helicopters for the people who are going to be flying yeah. on Starship, my friend. And maybe well, the rich people, the peasants that might be able to barely <laughs> afford it. Yeah, uh, like us. The third class in steerage back there. <laughs> Now, the, it just seems it would be a logistic nightmare to fill up a gigantic... Actually, the real, the real strat here is Hyperloop to it. Mm. That, Although, that what about the cargo and all that? Can, can Hyperloop survive that amount that, of... That amount of crush? Probably not. Probably not. I mean... Now, one of the other, I think, I think the bigger uh, benefit of this launch platform is if they're looking to launch every single day you you can't it, that's it a lot of sonic booms a lot of sonic booms and there are communities around there they're already yes. having uh multiple environmental reviews on what's going on and so getting that away from people uh would be Makes extremely sense. beneficial especially with all the landings that are planned on happening mm -hmm. because right now we're seeing we've seen one to three engine firings when when super heavy happens, that will be so much louder. It will create so much more disruption than what we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. And so getting it away from people is important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's probably the uh, the closer vision that they're having, having these two launch platforms is the, the ability to uh, move it away from people, get it out in the Gulf of Mexico for the time being, but uh, totally equator here they come in the future. And, uh, and that way, definitely. getting it out of there also, in addition to not creating disruptions for like the people on land, like there are fishermen out there in boats every day and uh, launch hazard areas aren't fun to deal with and so if they were throwing up uh like boating restrictions every day that would cause so many issues so yes that'll help decrease that as well absolutely so uh, definitely something fun to look forward to in the future though it's 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 gonna be sad no remotes on that guy but yeah you know. maybe one day 
Maybe <laughs> one day. I, I think we, that they're going to keep a, a, a notice to Mariners around that thing, probably at 50 miles. If we ask Elon very nicely, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be cameras all over it, just like we, with the Rockets. We just have to send probably them a gift basket. <laughs> very true. They'll have they'll have their Starlink signal. We'll have gorgeous live streams. It, it's going to. What be... if we send him some of his own tequila? Because he probably likes that. I, I would I, hope that he likes his own tequila. <laughs> I'm sure he likes his own tequila. I don't know. <laughs> Have we got him to confirm that? It's a well, it's a shame that he, he couldn't actually it, so. call it Tesla Kila that they had to due to the like the the trademark of tequila, he had to call it Tesla Mex- Tequila. Mexico takes it very Tesla Kila. Excellent. Now let's see. On Tuesday we got the um, information here. Uh, from the Green Run update on the uh, data inspections. And uh, reading through the, the document that NASA has put out here, and, and uh, I, I did not get a chance to actually listen to the, uh, the news conference, unfortunately. Um, but reading through it, it's looking like, you, you know, they had uber conserv- conservative uh, parameters set for this first test just to ensure the safety of the core because, hey, they only have the one of them. Um, so they wanted to make sure it was going to be safe. They set some uber uh, uber uh, conservative uh safety parameters and those were violated which uh caused that shutdown at 67 seconds of a planned like eight minute run i mean Uh, like the the real short is this is way better than we thought and it would not have necessarily caused major issues during flight because these are such restrictive parameters compared to absolutely and and that was kind of everybody's like sneaking suspicion was that hey you know uh, this is going to cause major delays to the program this is something that, that that's going to take months to fix and it's and, and this was nasa coming out and say hey, hey hey hold up hold your horses calm down we had some really restrictive parameters just to make sure that the the core was going to be safe on the very first time we la- we like these engines uh stacked together so we wanted to make sure everything was going to be safe this isn't going to cause a, a total overhaul or anything Thing like that this is good things that it happened on the test stand you know uh, it wouldn't have caused a loss of vehicle or anything of that like that in flight so yes excellent what's next on the docket here and uh next up is mr kyle i believe you wanted to speak uh, about the uh, pathfinder shuttle refurbishment oh it's not too much to say about it. It just, it's a little bit dilapidated. Not too much. We, I've seen worse things outside. It's just always good when new space hard, or old space hardware is getting refurbished, getting restored, staying good for the next generation. Absolutely. I mean, uh, my kids don't know what a space shuttle looked like in flight other than what they've seen in their history books. Um, so this is their one of their rare opportunities where you can see what a space shuttle look like at scale and uh, and be able to enjoy that. So it's good to see a refurbishment happening and uh, just making sure that uh, future generations can, can can enjoy what we got to enjoy uh, firsthand. Or you could just go to Kennedy Space Center at the Visitor Center next year. Or you could cool. absolutely. Well, I mean, you not everybody's to. able to I make it all the way out there. Think there's any other shuttles that are displayed like that with tanks on them now? No, there the are path, not. The Pathfinder is not a true shuttle, but yeah. Yeah. 
Correct. But at scale, scale yeah, but... absolutely. That's but when you walk up, they have the tanks, little of the fake tank and the rockets. Yeah, but that's outside. Yeah, but that you still gives you a scale. That does yeah, but like it's just a really cool thing to see it all together in one piece. Like I got you. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Absolutely. But hey, uh, anything that, that that lets the future see what the past got to experience is a good thing. So all right. So let's see what we had go on Wednesday. What happened on Wednesday, guys? You were all there, right? Rocket, rocket. go burr. <laughs> the rocket went burr. What is the ad for and- Honda? <laughs> I don't know. Honda, do you want to sponsor us? We've got some yeah. ideas. Reach Bird. out. You should tweet them. <laughs> so this is uh, a Starlink launch. That was a good idea. That on Wednesday morning, uh, I actually got to step outside of my workplace in Melbourne and uh, watch it off in the distance, which was uh, mighty fun. Um, beautiful yes. launch. Uh, Sixty more Starlink satellites went up. It's it's it, it kind of feels like old hat at this point. This is what the sixteenth full uh, complement of Starlink satellites to to make the, make their acquaintance to space. So now, and while I had Honda, said it was boring, uh, we. Uh... We actually, yeah. this was an eighth flight. Yeah. yeah I oh, mean, this... it, there was some excitement to it in that. And, and that's it, because of Starlink, we get to, to report on things like, hey, this was the eighth flight of this rocket and the eighth time they landed it. And that is a record. Uh, it, it kind of almost feels weird to, to say, hey, this is the eighth time they've done this. And it, that's part of the reason why I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, it was the starlink flight yeah. yeah uh one interesting <laughs> thing is the press that was actually fairly empty like not many people are showing up for starlinks anymore no no uh, like like i said we, we they are become almost blessed. too routine yeah, it's becoming we the shuttle with it's, an overabundance. it's becoming like the shuttle program the shuttle was like, never no, as bad as this though no no they were like when yeah, it but was I, I think the media was still showing up for it no not that much though i mean if nothing else like it had solids it just became routine and people just and there is nothing routine about space flight. Let's just remember that. There is nothing well, for the media. Big media. It's true. Oh, when I say when I say media, I, I'm not including the CBSs and the ABCs of the world really. I'm I'm talking about like our yes. level mostly. <laughs> when those when our level stops showing up, it's more significant. That's They're very like, cool. ah, everybody's shot looks the same. The big people don't show up unless there's people on hey, unless there's a Honda. Without without remotes, there were extra cameras, so Kyle was able to get that lovely shot with his car. Yeah, next time we're doing the minivan. Very true. Yes, the minivan will be the <laughs> next. Yeah, do the minivan. Yes. We gotta get the next horizon space flight logo plastered on the side of it first, though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and so I mean we had a beautiful, beautiful sunrise out there. It it was absolutely gorgeous. And it was very easy to track the entire way out. We were able to see main engine cut off. It was just a great morning launch. Great, and... boring Starlink launch, but great nonetheless. Absolutely. It's great that they're boring, honestly. Yes. The more regular these become, the, the better it is. Absolutely. More access to space. It's a good thing. I mean, it's bad from a perspective of a journalist when you're like, uh, yeah, I've got to write the same article. Hey, I've written it makes it easier, though. It's copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Change the number. 
change the number and, and and you change like oh hey this is the eighth eighth one you add a paragraph for that then you just report did they catch the fairings or didn't catch the fairings did the did it not Absolutely. fall i mean half the time we don't know that you know yeah well they oh well yeah like i i'm starting to learn my way about uh, uh around uh different websites where i can find that kind of information now and i'm like oh hey yo gavin reported some cool stuff so oh yeah <laughs> excellent all right. And then uh, I did want to talk about uh, our, our good buddy, JB, Jim Bridenstine. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, the last day his boss was in office was also his last day uh, running NASA. And uh, he left us a, a very heartfelt and uh, um, warm video. Um, and if you get a chance, I, I just don't want know to if we're take a minute and thank not. the entire NASA workforce. No, I don't believe so. He 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 left this warm American video, um, talking fact. to uh, both the employees at, uh, at NASA and talking to the American people. Uh, to the employees, he said, "You know, we need to you know keep our heads down, stick to our guns, uh, you know, get your job done because that is that is what we're here to do, and we need to keep politics out of it." And to the American people, he, he said, "You know, I hope the next administrator can can not only just keep politics out of it but stay the course that we've started um i know uh, from the bottom of my heart uh, i am going to sincerely miss uh his amazing tweets and the diet mountain dew and all those wonderful things that went along with uh following mr bridenstine so uh to jim we do have to say thank you and uh you know godspeed i know you're exiting politics so you know go whatever you're going to do i know it's going to be a success because of the success you brought to nasa uh, in your time there so Cool. Anybody, any, anyone else have anything to say about Mr. Bridenstine? He's going to be missed. Uh, he, yeah. Totally. Uh, I just hope that the person who replaces him is as uh, forthcoming with just the random tweets when we don't need them and the insider information when we do need it, uh, the way that Jim has. That, that was the thing that really... Uh, made me feel that he was perfect for the job was his openness his willingness to like when things were going wrong with the orbital flight test to give us the information before nasa was even giving us the information it was it mm -hmm. was a, a breath of fresh air to not see the secrecy happening right in front of your eyes right like he, he was totally breaking that wall and saying no this is america's stuff they need to know about it right and so, he was great on social media yeah exactly he was he even wished me happy birthday on twitter that's <laughs> well we met him i know we met him too but... yeah we ran we ran into a restaurant and he definitely is passionate about this stuff absolutely that, that... to talk to people and yeah he's uh gonna be missing um i'm, I'm... Excited for the future. I'm hoping that the, the person that replaces him is, is not only up to the job, but is, is willing to be that rock that we need. Who's, who's, you know, the person to give us the info when we need it. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's see on Thursday, Elon put himself out a tweet saying, Hey, I'm going to donate some money. I'm going to donate 100 million smackaroonies toward a prize for the best carbon capture technology. First off, if you're the richest person in the world, that's chump change. But it, <laughs> but it's it, motivation it, for somebody else. It is. I, I will say it's still pulling out a hundred 
whatever hundred million of Tesla. Cause I mean, his, his values in stock, his values so in stock, his values in companies like, like SpaceX is not a, that's a privately owned organization. He owns that sucker. Like that's a lot of money. So maybe his, once they his, get to Mars, we'll have our chance to buy a piece. Yeah, maybe, maybe one day, but uh, he's putting the money up. Um, kind of reminds me of something like the Ansari X prize back in the nineties and two thousands. That, that really was a driver for reusability that, that we're seeing come to fruition now. Um, Maybe one day we'll get to see Spaceship Two do its thing and 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 see Virgin Galactic make that initial fruit come true. But you know, Elon kind of took some of the reins of that too with the reusability and and said, "Hey, this is completely possible." So uh, one of the reasons we love Elon, and now he's turning around and saying, "Okay." Now let's go ahead and start the next generation thinking about, well, we need carbon capture here on Earth. That's also going to be something that can benefit us in going to Mars because, hey, the atmosphere of Mars is made up of carbon dioxide or yeah, carbon dioxide. So uh, being able to capture that would uh, completely be working toward terraforming Mars, which is you know part of his long-term goals. Now, Ross has a great idea. How about, how about a tree? Is that a, a good tree, carbon though. capture technology? <laughs> that, that's a great carbon capture Trees technology on a small scale. Do you think someone's actually going to try and send him a seed? I don't think that <laughs> someone's going to send If someone sends him a seed, he should send him an autograph at least. Or a free Tesla. I'd take a free Tesla. Uh, okay, let's send him a seed. <laughs> Do it. If you get a Tesla, let me no, drive it. No, we, we have to get together, get a collection of the best trees for capturing carbon. Yes, the get best. Get those seeds, put them in a nice box, and mail them courtesy of Next Horizon Spaceflight. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that'd probably be pine cones. I believe conifers are the uh, best. Uh, we got to find one of the moon. We have to trees. find one of the moon trees and get seeds from that and send them to them. Well, there that's. You go. We have a we are we're local. We can do that. <laughs> we totally there's, can. There's can moon trees all over. It's just poorly documented. Not for long, Kyle. Guess that what a pun? Was that a pun? Not for long. <laughs> 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 guess what you're doing this week, Mister? Cut Montgomery? it out. <laughs> we'll ship the whole tree to Elon. Awesome. All right. Let's see. We had nothing going on Friday or Saturday that I can remember specifically. I did well, read delays. a couple. Yeah, delays. 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 Yeah, that's, that's remote pretty much setting. What... Remote resetting. Yeah. Uh, all you guys is fun stuff with the cameras. I'm glad that words don't have to be set but ahead of time. <laughs> I mean, articles do work better if you write them ahead of time, but. Uh, Very true. Very. You know, um, <laughs> I have a problem with pre-writing articles because it feels like I'm uh, anticipating a, a, a positive or a You're going to jinx outcome. it? I feel like I'm going to jinx it if I, if I pre-write an article. So especially for like major flights, I don't pre-write. I write like as it's happening. <laughs> That's just my process, though. Well, how about today? Today was quite a day. 
today was a great day. We had Transporter 1. I woke up and got to watch a rocket launch right after waking up. So it was a pretty good morning for me. Uh, Transporter 1 launched on time. Uh, it was right about 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, Booster did land on the drone ship. Of course, I still love you. Uh, new landing pattern this time. It did not go out like to the north and east like we would normally see. It went to the south and... Uh, sort of to the west ish uh well, on a polar we're going sun synchronous <laughs> yes it was a sun synchronous uh orbit so uh in a polar orbit at that which it all all polar orbits are well, all sun synchronous orbits are polar but um it landed in the straits of florida which are between cuba and florida uh on of course i still loved you and the water fairing uh there was a water recovery of the fairings uh by miss chief and miss tree and i did uh there might be some pictures when I'm reading through this, I don't get to see what's happening. There we go. Yes, we did. Uh, and also, this was B1058, notably. Yes, B1058. What's so special? It so first did. flew. Um, it first flew demo two, and then it flew analysis two. Then I think it flew three Starlinks, and then I think it flew SMX seven, <laughs> and then it flew. This mission, Turks yes. S. Oh, not Turks what, what flew today? Transporter. Transporter one. They're both T's. You, you get a T for ter- terrible effort. Hey, I named every other mission. I named every other mission. So. <laughs> You'll eventually get there. It's like naming all your kids till you get to the one you're actually trying to call. Yeah. Now we yeah, did have. And then I call the wrong one at the end. Now what today we did have some cloud cover, which wasn't necessarily ideal. But we got a nice loud rumble from it. I know there were a few people waiting, trying to catch a landing burn in Miami. I know a few people saw it. I haven't seen any shots of a landing burn from Miami. I don't know if anyone did get any. But apparently clouds were not ideal down there. But, I mean, it was another, just like Seocom was, it was very high in the sky compared to what we're used to. You're looking almost straight up, it feels like. Uh, I, I was watching the the coverage while actually watching it from my front porch here in Orlando. And on the coverage, the camera was actually showing it going upside down on the screen because of the angle. And I showed it to my <laughs> wife and I'm like, I think something's wrong with the rocket. It's upside down. She's like, really? I'm like, no, it's just the camera guy <laughs> is upside down. <laughs> yeah. And so now this was notably notable because – 143 satellites are on there. Uh-huh. Now that there are 10 Starlinks and then numerous other companies that all purchased a ride on here. Um, and so it's exciting to see the Falcon 9s really being used. We've seen a couple other vehicles with ride sharing, like on like some of their Starlink missions where they've had like uh, Planet. Uh, but now seeing dedicated rideshare missions where they just sort of throw a couple extra Starlinks on there to fill it up is really cool. That That's super exciting. That's what SpaceX is all about is accessibility to space. And that's what we're seeing here where they're saying, hey, do you have a small satellite you want to launch? Do you have like $50,000 you're willing to give to SpaceX? Because we have some space on our rocket and we're going to make a lot of space. We're just going to donate a launch essentially. Now, they, it's significantly 
like I believe their starting price is like a million. I, you can actually go to their website. You can sort of just go and buy a launch <laughs> on their website, filling out the cost. So I mean, it's but bringing it down and price wise is absolutely amazing. It's, yeah, still a million dollars to put something into space is the cheapest it's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chance they, all, they they actually end up paying a little more less than that who knows but like yeah because if you divide 50 million by um 143 or 141 i guess it comes down to lower than a million uh, yeah absolutely it's ridiculous yeah i mean if you're buying price. like a section if you're able to fit like multiple small satellites in that section like who knows how how it really works in there but we got some amazing images from Ben Cooper before the launch of what all those satellites look like. Tons of little microsats and, and, and essentially the, the smallest satellites you can design. And, and then everything from the little microsats all the way up to, you know, there's some of the larger satellites at the top that you can see there that are almost, you know, not quite the size of maybe one of the Starlinks, which I believe are down here at the bottom. Yeah, I believe I believe that's here. Yeah, so you have your Starlinks down here at the bottom. And you notice the largest satellites there aren't even close to the size of one of these satellites. But, you know, they're these are being run by smaller companies or by college research and development organizations or whatever design these satellites. And we're able to purchase space on a launch for essentially pennies on the dollar of what it cost 10 years ago. And now I believe even uh, NanoRacks had a uh, customer payload on here. Now NanoRacks, uh, notable because recently they brought the Bishop airlock to the mm -hmm. International Space Station. So this is a really exciting mission for the future of what SpaceX will be doing with these ride shares. Absolutely. And setting a world record, that's kind of just like icing on the cake for, <laughs> for what they planned in this mission. So awesome I, I, and another interesting thing about the starlinks on this is yeah the starlinks these starlinks are believed to be the first ones with lasers on them first ones because, with lasers um, on them and someone the asked elon or something yeah elon said something about the polar orbit and like potentially like oh how is it going to reach other things and he said something asking about lasers and elon replied with one word lasers mm -hmm. and i think that's confirmation mm -hmm. yes yeah. Absolutely. And and being able to get the so, license to make confirmed. a polar a, a, a polar launch of these Starlink satellites when the space became available, because that wasn't originally part of the plan. The space became available like a month ago or maybe two months ago. And they were like, well, hey, this is going to a polar orbit. Can we throw some Starlinks on there and getting that license so quickly? That's one thing that the the, the previous uh, uh, administration was able to iron that out so nicely that they're able to get that, that license to launch into a polar orbit so quickly. So uh, everything's looking up in space flight, man. Uh, it, sky's the limit, quite literally. Yeah, they're they're getting so much more coverage now. This it's really exciting. Uh, so, all right, so that that gets through the news for this week. What do we got coming up this week? No oh, way. What what I miss? What uh, I miss? The reason that we were a bit late. Oh yeah, the booster return. Jeez, I wasn't there. Return. I forgot. I'm sorry, guys. Now I have not posted a thing because I got here ten minutes before we were supposed to start, and. uh 
wasn't quite set up in time. You're cutting out a little bit, Kyle. While we're going, I got that all in there. Robot man. He is a robot, yeah. dude. Now, uh, Kyle, can you hear me now? You're still cutting in and out, but here are Kyle's tweets. He was out there ready. We we were all out there ready, but now he's got lots of great photos There's from shut down the Starlink uh, antenna, Starlink. the booster. Um, now this one is B ten fifty one point eight, so it's a very, very dirty booster. Yes. It's coming up on its paint job in like two launches. Yeah, I mean, with how fast they got the turnaround, we can be looking at a little bit over two months from now is when it's possible to reach 10 flights. If they really if they really cram B-1051 together in the schedule, they might make it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'll be this year. It'll be this. Uh, it'll this totally spring. be this year that that one goes into refurb, and it's going to be like, okay, so how fast is that refurb going to be? And now, also, Elon was saying how they, uh, the they were expecting to need more, and they're looking at going farther. So, even though they'll they'll definitely inspect and replace as necessary, but it could still be quick turnaround times. After that, we don't really we don't know. This is. Yeah, they, it here. might need like a moderate refurbishment at 10 and then a more in-detail refurbishment at, say, 20 or 25 launches. Uh, yep. They're kind of learning as they go with this because no one's ever done this before. So, it, 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 you know, marking that new trail. Absolutely. It's, it's exciting to watch pe everyday people getting excited about watching the boosters because you, you go out there, there are a bunch of fishermen, and then they see – that this rocket now we not all of them are very familiar with space flight so uh they were wondering like when this one launched they thought maybe it launched in the morning and it's like takes a bit longer than that but spacex will get the time down with starship and so it's really amazing that this is this reuse is able to get people that weren't otherwise interested in space flight interested in space flight mm -hmm. mm -hmm. absolutely great shots kyle get more people in on this it, it's always a good thing it, it's why we do what we do is to get more people excited about going to space now something else that elon tweeted about just earlier today is the boring company tunnel in las vegas and there's not much to address here but he did note that Whenever they are allowed to have an opening party, they will be having a Fallout-themed opening party. <laughs> yeah, nice. Very nice. I'm excited. It's good things. Not not too much to talk about there. It's, it's a one-sentence tweet and then a one-sentence reply with a picture. But uh, I thought that was worth worth noting. It is worth noting. Absolutely. Is this the tunnel? This one this is where... Like Go on a platformer drive, or the car drives itself through the tunnel. The car, Either. I believe, drives itself through They've the tunnel. They basically switched to just the car driving through the tunnel. Okay. Even However, like the they're... platform was in the initial plans, but yeah, that requires I... building a whole platform. Yep. Cars exist. <laughs> yes, but I think I believe the concern with building the platform was to give an ability to cars that aren't self-driving to be able to make that trip. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, well, not the, the platform was mostly for like a subway type system. And I know there was a lot of people that were really mad that it was a rich person tunnel because you had to have a Tesla to use it. There, there was definitely a lot of controversy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, oh, if they're Tesla's seeing the really future, rich person. Better. No, I mean, I think it, grand. I'm not. I mean, it's like a I Honda Civic. Used one for forty nine nine ninety nine. <laughs> uh, right I can now. attest that is a lot more than my Civic cost. Boy, you get a full up. They're Civic. not cheap. That's for sure. <laughs> they're well, not they're a not cheap, cheap car, but they're not. They're, it's not a Corvette, man. Like it's not a super expensive car. It's not a Porsche. You're gonna. No, get, we're all talking. We're talking about the lowest end Model Three, and so while. It's and even so, that's. And you need the self-driving upgrade to probably do the tunnel. Yes, yes. Uh, there's, and that's so there's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, the 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 uh, self-driving upgrade does cost like four thousand dollars to. Oh, to it's been activate. going up. It's it's just been skyrocketing in price. I I'm sure. I mean, because when, it's like when, the advanced autopilot, and then I full self-driving. Yeah, they've. It's still really... not even an actual option. It's they they're still only on the advanced uh, autopilot right now. But the full self driving. Well, they up. sell it to you. It's full self driving. Oh yeah, they'll they'll let you buy it, but uh, whether or not you can use it yet, I gotta give it to you. <laughs> yeah, like you can spend the money. I I had heard, and it was uh maybe like ten months ago. I heard a story on NPR about a gentleman who pocket bought the self driving upgrade for his Tesla. Yes. And I, I did and double I check. Think, it's ten thousand dollars for full self driving. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So they car the car now comes with autopilot is included for the yes. base yeah. size thirty nine. The, the, the base level. Yeah, you want the auto steer thing. That's what they're calling it. Auto steer on city streets is a ten thousand dollar option. Yeah, right now. So if you just have the base level, it'll keep in a lane on a highway. It'll not let. You, it'll do its best not to let you run into any other cars. But uh, yeah, the the full. If you want it to steer itself, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna well, no, over. It'll change. steer. It will steer itself on the highway with autopilot. It just won't do it to its full extent. It won't go between lanes. It won't navigate. You aren't able to summon it to you. It won't listen to traffic lights. And that's what it's, I want to be able to a... summon it to me. Or even better, while I'm doing a handyman job in a building in downtown Orlando, I can set it to Uber mode and let it go make money for me and drive around now, people. I will say I have, I have been in a Tesla that is being summoned that has struggled and oh yeah, it, it can be them. scary. I'll be honest; it's not. They're they're really careful. Well, as long as it's not it's... your Tesla, it's not that scary. It's like when it's trying to go from one part of a parking lot to another, and it decides the best route is to go out onto the roadway, make a big circle, come back into the park. Like it, not always the best, but I'm I'm sure with the latest beta, Elon uh, recently uh, tweeted <laughs> with his latest beta. They were, he did a, I forget the exact length of the drive um, with no inner, no taking control at all. I like I mean, that he's willing to test out the technology too. That just, it, it, it makes me feel like better about the product if the person who came up with it is willing to test the thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Until it blows up with him in it. And then I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm not buying one of those. <laughs> Not that I'm uh, saying they don't blow up yet. I might catch on fire. Yeah, yeah. so he replied, <laughs> well, compare it to a normal vehicle and uh, 
I mean, the fire most normal risk... vehicles won't catch on fire again, though. The the fire <laughs> risk is higher, but the explosion risk, I would say, is probably lower. Yeah. yeah. Now, he, so he uh, said on the 23rd, they're switching to a more sensible full self-driving numbering to distinguish between the major versus minor updates. The current hmm. build is full self-driving 8.1. And he said, <laughs> it drove me to an unfamiliar location in L.A., and back last night with no interventions. So that's impressive. That's really cool that they've... So you can get after potential savings, depending on what state, because it doesn't say. You can get it with auto, with the, the full self-driving and all that starts at 43,000. 43, now, that the potential savings includes gas savings. They are Is that kinda, what they put in there, too? I thought it was yes. like uh, government... They're kind of sneaky. Yeah. They're like if you compare that, it to, to my Civic, gas savings doesn't really exist that much. But you compare it to some old truck, there is re- a lot of gas savings. Yeah, it's uh, well, they're definitely no, sneaky but... with their advertising. But now mm. they used to just have the the price with savings as the one that would show up unless you like selected to see it. Now at least you see both because mm. uh, it wasn't nearly as clear. Mildly shady. Mildly shady. $669 a month. (laughs) To be fair, gas dealerships are also shady. Oh, I'm not denying that. uh, Every car dealership is shady. (laughs) Uh, It's a grading of shady, though. There's been dealerships I didn't think were that shady. There's been dealerships I thought were very shady. Oh, I've been in some super shady dealerships before, and I've been in some dealerships that I felt were like not shady at all. And then I saw the shady happen. I'm like, oh, hey, they are shady. They're just hiding their shady better. Yeah. True story. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, coming up this week, the only thing I've heard of is the 29th. Uh, we may potentially, potentially have another Starlink launch. There yeah. are lots of Starlinks coming up in the in the time. We don't have yeah. lots of. I don't keep track of them info. that far out. Yeah, I mean, well, the tw- like five days. 29th is not that far. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a booster return to look forward to in a couple days now. Yeah, I haven't got the media email yet. So, um, and also uh, next week I will have to share my remote video. I'm looking All forward right. to sharing that. Uh, it'll it's going to take me a little bit of time, but what uh, Bernie got to sit in the in the dragon? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's been hanging out there for. He's been hanging out. I love those mittens. I love those mittens. <laughs> that 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 meme died. That meme died. He looks within so a day. Grumpy. I'm I sorry. So I still love him. It was hilarious. He looks so. Grumpy. It was hilarious, but it's, it's dead now. I'm sorry. And, and then, did you see the pride picture someone made with all the different women with the different colors of dresses? And then Bernie is the green, and I'm like, they couldn't find a woman wearing a green dress. They had to use Bernie like that. That's not fair. He's not jealous. I did not see that. <laughs> I've seen it like three times. <laughs> Where are you uh, seeing these? Yeah, really. Just on I, Twitter? I ha- no, no, this is on Facebook. I have lots of uh, that makes that are in that community. Uh, you, so you're you're in the Facebook meme. So have you seen any minion memes with Bernie in that? <laughs> no. Sure there are. I'm oh. sure. We'll have to see those next week. You got to avoid them. them. All right, guys. I th- uh, unless I've missed anything, I think that might be a show. 
That is a show. Excellent. Well, when we do get the booster return this week, and if we do have a launch this week, you can hear all about it next Sunday, hopefully at 7 o'clock, uh, here on the Rocket Buzz with Next Horizon Space Flight. Uh, go ahead and play us out there. All right. We will see you next week.